This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey, Bill, I don't know if you know this, but you're my book junkie. Do you know that? Or maybe I'm your book junkie. Yeah, you're my uh, content creator, so I got to feed the beast. And uh, what better way than to feed you a few books to unpack and bring people into discussions on, you know, grow the community. Bill DeBoyer's with me, DeBoyer's Auto, Hamburg, New Jersey. We have a great episode to talk to you about. I mean, this is really a cool departure for a new business that Bill is into very heavy because he's spending a ton of money building this beautiful new fleet center. Wow, I'm so proud and exciting. Uh, Tell us about that in a few minutes. And then he writes a book on profitable fleet management. And I was honored to be on his book launch, you know, in, in the beginning, just putting all kinds of high props on Bill. And as we were chatting last week to prepare for this episode, I said, you know, I've read every book you've sent me. And he goes, I have more for you. (laughs) Two days later, they show up. So yeah, I must be your book junkie. Thank you for keeping me in mind. And we'll get to them. And then we'll probably uh, have episodes all about the stuff that I read. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. The Big Fleet Center, you write the book. What was your motivation to do this? And he told me something that was, it shocked me. You know, the biggest motivation is we're growing Uh, A lot of that is through fleet stuff right now. Our regular retail business is growing as well. So how do we tie the two together? Uh, We had this office space that we had purchased a few years ago next to our current location. And the office space, you know, market just wasn't quite there to fill the building. So some changes happened in the town where they rezoned at Highway Commercial and it was no longer residential office, which gave us the opening to go ahead and knock that building down, recycle the property and turn it into an additional six bays, which we desperately need. So, you know, to anticipate our growth and the problems that we're having in our existing building, uh, it's an older building, a little two bay shop with an addition on it for the backside uh, that got us an additional two bays, if you will. But we're running out of space. The ceilings are short with the new building, especially as we get into the fleet stuff. You know, these vans are all a lot taller, uh, getting them lifted up in the air where it's more ergonomical for our technicians to work on them. You know, the these were all things that went into the building design and and why we're building the building. So, did you donate to somebody's campaign so that they changed the zoning law? What'd you do? Nothing. No, that was kind of on their roadmap in the town anyway. I'm only kidding because rarely does stuff like that happen for people. Yeah. No. Uh, strategically, it makes sense for the town. There's some stuff going on just north of us. You know, a new shopping center that's going in with an anchor. Um, a grocery store and the traffic flow is going to get a little bit different and it just made sense. Since its relaunch in 2020, the Napa Auto Care member side has continued to evolve to keep members updated on all the Napa programs, promotions, benefits, and other information available to help their businesses thrive. If you're a Napa Auto Care member, visit member.napaautocare.com to access the member portal. Not a Napa Auto Care Center? Well, contact your servicing Napa Auto Parts store to learn more about how to join the Napa family. Okay, so you saw that you could build this new building, and I know it's not completed yet, but still you decided, well, let me see, how to go out and start getting new business for my new facility. I look at writing the book. Tell us why you wrote a 60-page book on profitable fleet management, and you don't even have the building done yet. I love leaning over skis. This is cool. We could take it back even further, right? Because this fleet thing, we've been slowly <laughs> leaning into it. You know, we converted to flat rate back in probably about two years ago now. And we were coming up on the winter time. We always get slow. And I wanted to make sure that we had enough work for the guys to stay busy. So, you know, Q4 of that year, 
We uh, started knocking on doors with fleets. We uh, took that episode that you had with Dave Celine talking about fleets and how to grow them for our business. And we kind of picked that up and run with it. We did a, uh, a marketing book like he had talked about in there, like a really nice leave behind. We just went out and started knocking on doors of local fleets. And really, once we started getting in there and having conversations, there's just so much pain inside those offices where these fleets are being run out of and who's responsible for taking care of them, how they're taking care of them. And they just, it's an unwanted stepchild inside the business. And, uh, you know, fast forward two years from now, this has just been slowly growing. Uh, I wrote the book to try to speak to those people so that we can acquire more fleets and bring people into our wheelhouse, but also help out those people that aren't to the point where they're needing a fleet management team but they're just trying to survive on their own right now. So After I got done reading the book, I started to realize how succinct it was to tell me if I was a, a business owner, and say I had a dozen trucks and uh, a buddy who comes in every evening between six and nine and does oil changes for me on the side because he's a good friend of mine. You kind of opened my eyes to the fact that we're probably not doing inspections. We're not managing cost per mile. We're not looking at driver habits. It's like all of a sudden I'm sitting there saying, oh my, I got to treat myself like I'm a big business and I got to get someone to help me with this fleet. And if not, I'm going to be buying engines and all the other things that you point out in this book, not only the savings that can happen over the lifetime of a vehicle. And to me, that was so well done. And when I think about the marketing piece or the business card you leave behind or the 30-second elevator speech that you give, you can do a 30-second elevator speech and says, could you read this? It's about a half-hour read. I'll see you next Tuesday, and let's talk about it. Yeah, that's the purpose of the book, right? It's meant to be read within a half hour, not a huge time commitment. We hope to land it in the laps of the office manager, whoever's handling the fleet, and then maybe they read it, and then they either try to pass it on to the owner that's a decision maker or the uh, you know the stakeholder, or they just say, you know, give them a try and, and kind of <laughs> go that route and uh, bring people into the fold, you know? Where did you get the idea to write the book? I mean, I know you, you listened to episode 481 with David Celine. That's back in 2019, a long time ago now. Yep. If anyone would like to listen to that, we'll put the link in the show notes for this episode. But, you know, he's talking about a marketing piece. You're talking about a book. When did that happen and why? You know, we have a regular campaign where it's not a huge time commitment, but we'll spend, you know, three to four hours a week going around, knocking on doors. And, uh, you know, we can only drop off so many donuts and so many other books. So this just kind of dovetailed into it as another leave behind that we were able to produce. You can go to market to them with either, you know, direct mail or whatever you want to try to do. But ultimately, like, it's just another way for us to, you know, provide some marketing materials to them to help them understand, help them out in their situation, even if they don't want to do business with us, get some uh, calm and control of chaos around the fleet and uh, bring them into our fold. So anyone who would want to see or read a copy of this, how can they get one? Well, it's available on Amazon. We also have the Audible version, which is getting up on there now. You can go to freefleetbook.com. There's a digital version you can download there. So a number of different ways that you can grab it. Uh, there's also a bunch of downloadable PDFs that we have to go with it too once you download it. Cost per mile sheet, a vehicle maintenance tracker, a spreadsheet in there, and a couple other download offers in there as well. So that come with that. When I see something like this, 
because I'm a big ideas person and a strategic thinker. I mean, I just can't stop. It just goes and goes and goes. So I'm always asking crazy questions to people like, you're going to take this national? How can people get a hold of you? Can you white label the book? Yeah, I'm doing all this stuff. I, I'm thinking really large. And Bill says, whoa, Carm, whoa, you know, tomorrow's another day. And <laughs> But I do believe you've got that big vision in your mind. Yeah, we definitely do see this and we've had some call for it too, right? So in doing the fleet stuff, uh, even before we got to the book here, we were doing webinars as well, which is a common way to attract people into our funnel. So we were doing webinars on different topics and through that, producing videos and all the content and getting it out there. And then we were generating calls from around the nation, not really fleets that we can help service, but they were in these big pain situations where they're just screaming for help and they're picking up the phone and calling me because they saw a YouTube video on some stuff that I was talking about and they're trying to understand it and um, get their heads wrapped around it. So that's a lot of what the book is written for as well. You know, like all these events leading up to the point where we had to put the book together and it just made sense. And once we started, I wrote, I wrote the uh, initial outline and uh, it just came together real quick and easy. It was very easy to write. Yeah, every chapter is kind of like, if you will, a 30-second elevator speech. And and it just goes through succinctly everything that you have to pay attention to to if you're a fleet manager and how you have a relationship with a, a company like yours and how you pay the bills. It's so detailed, but yet only 60 pages long. I think what you did is you kept all the BS out. You only put in the only the kale lettuce, you know, no iceberg, no iceberg in this book. Well, it's pretty much how I roll, though. I mean, I'm pretty matter of fact and to the point kind of guy. I don't really fluff stuff up. It just kind of comes out and it is what it is. Fractional fleet management program. I was fascinated by the choice of your words. Tell us about that. Yeah. So the fractional fleet management program is where the fleet is growing, right? So they're coming through the point where they were doing it themselves and they've grown to a pain point where they need to have a professional come in, but they're not to the point where they need an enterprise, an ARI, a Dolan fleet management type situation where, you know, they're paying big bucks to these enterprise level fleet management companies. And that's where we come in with the fractional fleet management program where they can hire us in. We can manage their fleet for a fraction of the cost because we're doing it on a fractional time basis. They don't need that full-time management. But at the same time, they get all the same perks and benefits and uh, I would argue even better service than they would with those big guys. So uh, we definitely take care of all of our customers with that. There was an interesting business lesson in the beginning of the book uh, when you talked about profit first. Putting your money in buckets so you have money to pay the bills when it was due and cash your profits here, your taxes here, your expenses here. And I was very intrigued by you covering that because you've seen some small business people that have fleets to manage not be able to pay their bills. Yeah, absolutely. They're scrambling to find out which credit card they can. Uh, they have an open balance enough that they can afford the repair on. And it's really the wrong way to run the business. It's doing a disservice to themselves, to their employees, you know, and, and they're running. Uh, you know, I, I like to fly planes. And we always talk about staying in front of the plane and you know, how much safer you are when you're operating in that environment and uh, you're not running behind like these guys are if they're in that situation. And just being proactive, Mike Michalowicz, I mean, Profit First, we installed in our business here several years ago, and it's been working out wonderfully for us as far as managing cash flow. I just figured I'd help share that lesson with the other business owners that are running these fleets. And that way they can, you know, they really should have a bucket 
for their fleets between maintenance and acquisition. That's a huge percentage of their cost of doing business. So they need to plan for it and keep the funds available so that they're not running on drama. You covered everything that I think a fleet owner, small fleet owner needs to have. I think you were kind of saying, listen, if you've got 30 and under, uh, we're your kind of company. Is, is that about the number? You know, we can go up to uh, even larger than that. But, um, you know, 30 is a really good number for us because the thing about doing business too, like um, Tina, our, our store manager here, she loves it because you can get 30 vehicles collected into your wheelhouse with only one or two contact points. So now you're not making 30 individual calls. You're making one phone call. You get a good relationship going with, you know, the key stakeholders and the decision makers in those fleets. And you collect a nice chunk of change as far as cars go and car count and you have a whole lot less people to deal with. It's Carm here talking to you about what the Napa Auto Care Center program can do for your business. You probably already know the Napa brand is the most recognized and trusted name in the automotive aftermarket industry. In fact, studies show that nearly 95% of consumers recognize Napa and associate it with quality parts, service, and technical expertise. So why not complete a pro-image upgrade and take advantage of that? ProImage is a co-branding program for the exterior and interior of your shop. On the outside, it includes the Napa colors and distinctive Napa signage. While the public may know you as a reliable locally owned business, a ProImage upgrade helps set your shop apart from the competition even further. It's also a visual signal to customers and potential customers that you and Napa are partners. Most importantly, Pro Image really works. This co-branding opportunity has helped Napa Auto Care Centers across the country increase their car counts and sales. In fact, those that have completed a Pro Image project enjoy an average 23% sales increase during the first year. Pro Image upgrades are also available for the interior of your shop. A Pro Image interior upgrade transforms your customer waiting area from merely utilitarian to warm and welcoming. The goal is to maintain your shop's independent identity while enhancing the customer's experience. You can get a free look at what a pro image exterior or interior upgrade could look like by visiting the Napa Auto Care members site and clicking on the pro image link under the Napa Pro Image tab. Or contact your local Napa Auto Parts store. Your servicing Napa store can tell you more about pro image, plus the hundreds of other reasons to become part of the Napa Auto Care family, the largest network of independent automotive repair shops in the country. One of the keys, I think, and I have been a fan of a telematics OBD2 device for over, I'm going to guess, 18 to 20 years because I was extremely involved in the launch of one of those years and years ago. I so believed in what it could do then. Can't imagine what it can do today. Yeah, it's incredible. We run them on our, uh, we have a small owner fleet that we have for uh, customer cars when they come in. Uh, also, same with the commercial vehicles. We're adding a uh, commercial pickup truck and a commercial cargo van to help fill the need too. So when their vehicles are down, they can still load into a you know a work truck and, and roll onto their job sites and take care of business while we're working on their regular vehicle. But yeah, we use those in there. I mean, all sorts of, you know, between the telematics data to see whether your driver is driving safe or aggressive and kind of coach them around that situation, track some mileage and the fuel intervals to make sure that they're actually putting gas in your company car and not into their personal vehicle when they're swiping it at the pump. 
with the corporate card. And um, there's a whole lot of stuff that goes into it. The telematics device, are you pulling data from that and into some kind of databases so that you know when that vehicle needs to come in? Exactly. Yeah. So there's different ways uh, dependent, you know, the, the OBD2 one typically reads the mileage off the OBD2 connector and, and the data port there. Uh, there's other fleets that we manage that have hardwired units in there so that they can't be tampered with. And those typically use a breadcrumb trail to get the mileage, but they're they're fairly accurate as well. So, but yeah, all that data gets pulled into our fleet management program. You know, as we set up these vehicles on the schedules, the maintenance schedules, as they hit their miles, we call them up and say, hey, this vehicle's due, this vehicle's due, this vehicle's due. When can we come and pick it up, you know, and just get in front of everything. Concierge service? Concierge service, yep. That's a huge pain point for them as well. You know, I mean, for them to pull people off the road to go run vehicles to the shop, it's expensive. You know, it's we can do a lot better job, a lot cheaper by having a couple of valets picking up vehicles for them. So. You love this fleet thing. I think you love, love, love it. Because if not, why invest in the bigger, smarter, better building when you could just be putting, you know, off the street customer cars in and out of it? Yeah. yeah we're going to be doing that as well, too, right? We're going to have regular retail repair in there. But we're putting in three truck lifts and a, um, you know, to give us the the assistance to lift those bigger vehicles, you know. And then we're going to have the taller garage doors. We're going to have 20 foot ceilings so that, you know, box trucks can go up in the air. The guys can work on it underneath and um, make it very, very more economical or um, ergonomical for them to work under. So any alignment equipment? Yeah, we're going to be putting a uh, 16,000 pound Hunter alignment rack in there, flush mounted, and uh, we should be able to do uh, ADA stuff in that bay as well. I'm anticipating. So I love this. I'm listening. I uh, I live in um, Montana. <laughs> And I own a shop, and I'm a great fan of Carm Show, and I'm loving what I'm hearing. Why should I have to reinvent the wheel? Bill, help me. <laughs> what do we do next? If people want to buy hard copies of the book, they can go to our, our website, freefleetbook.com. And uh, if you pay the postage, we'll get the books out to you. And they're great leave behind. So you can slap a sticker on the front of it, say compliments of your shop, and then take it out and leave it behind. It's by no means, you know, I, I mean, we're hyper local. We only service like an eight mile. Uh, radius for a vehicle. So, you know, somebody in Montana or wherever can grab this book, share it with their prospects for fleets. It's a great leave behind. See if it starts a conversation, if it sparks something in them. Uh, it also gives them the uh, talking points for going in and talking to the fleets. Uh, they're all outlined in the book and it's a really good starting point for going in and, and trying to acquire some fleet business of their own. That's a cool way to grow your fleet business, no doubt. Bill, you get a fleet that knocks on your door and says, listen, I've gotten the book. I saw your YouTube thing. This is really kind of cool. It all makes kind of sense. But I do business in these cities within a 200-mile radius of Hamburg, New Jersey. Can you help me? Yeah. So that's where our fractional fleet management program comes in. We can go in and put in our tech stack, if you will, into place uh, between the fleet management program, the uh, OBD2 monitoring devices, and also setting up uh, CB charge, corporate billing, and uh, aligning with shops that utilize CB charge so that, you know, while we're managing these fleets remotely, we can steer them to the fleets or to the shops that are taking CB charge. We can help be the go-between between the fleet owners and then the shop and make sure that all the vehicles are taken care of and maintained properly. So so you got it all thought out. 
Yeah, we're getting there. How cool is that? When's the grand opening of the new building? We're targeting April 1st, so we're, we're going fast here. Hopefully, it'll be done by then. I hear garage doors are on back order, so we'll find out. No. Now, why would they be on back order? Pandemic? I don't know. They're apparently hard to come by, yeah. Yeah, supply chain, pandemic. I mean, aren't those excuses over? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, you never know. The next question is, is why are eggs so expensive? And then you get, you know, there's there's four or five different different reasons for that. Where's that five ninety five breakfast anymore, huh? <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> it's completely gone. Like the 1999 oil change, right? <laughs> well, it should have been gone years ago. It should have. I'm proud of you, bud. This is great. I uh, just love the heavy, deep, wide think that you have going on in reinventing your business and also being able to offer this book. Buy it, throw your sticker on the front, and you know nobody's going to pick up the phone and call Bill if you're in Montana. Maybe they will. But the, the point is, is that everything that you would probably need to say or have to say to a fleet about having you be their, their maintenance repair choice, it's all in there. And, and I think uh, there's no doubt. I mean, what's, what's sales say? You got to talk to 10 people before you get one customer. You know, maybe there's a 10% close rate here. So, you know, maybe get yourself 20 books and go out and see if you can uh, make some hay. Like, I, I can't tell you how easy it is, the conversation when you go in and you start asking the right questions. That interview that you did with Dave, uh, he laid out a couple open-ended questions that you go in and, and propose to the flea and it just, you know, it starts a conversation and there's so much pain around this stuff inside these businesses that it's a really easy sale at the end of the day, you know? I'm happy for you. I would love to know when this thing gets so viral that uh, you need to find your clone, you know, and the business just goes beyond what your expectations were. We want to know, we, we need to know, and uh, keep those cards and letters coming. <laughs> that means books. <laughs> books. <laughs> means yes, books. I know what you mean. I know you know what I mean. <laughs> Lots of good content. Keep it going. Yeah, I know. Bill DeBoyer, DeBoyer's Auto, Hamburg, New Jersey, and his brand new Profitable Fleet Management book and, and the new building. Uh, the best to you, buddy. Yeah, thank you so much. And thanks again for being on there last night. I really yeah. appreciate your support on the book launch. But the big book launch, well, I've never done the one. I've written a forward for a book. I'm reading a new book on the industry and doing a, a forward for that also. But uh, I've never been on a video book launch. So thank you for uh, including me. Talk to you soon, Bill. Thanks, man. Sounds good. Thanks. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time. 